How's it going, everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. I have my new season co-star with me, Jessica Reed. How's it going, Jessica? Hey, Brad. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, that's a good transition to uh, next episode. We want to talk about just, you know, keto overall, yeah. you know, um, just the basics on my side, you know, I've only been doing it for three years and loving it. And even before that, I do the low carb system too. Yeah. Um, and uh, as far as, you know, I've done episodes on my podcast for listeners, and I'm sure you're way more wealth of knowledge than I am, but just the simplicity of it is, you know, going on a high fat, medium protein, really low carb diet, um, tracking it is the easiest way. And then, you know, your carbs are net carbs. So it's your carbohydrates minus any fiber in the food. So those are the kind of things that you look for, those high fiber foods. And uh, nowadays they're pumping so much keto stuff out that you can get like, like almost like bread, real tasting bread and tortillas that will work with our system. They call that kind mm -hmm. of keto cheating, which I'm, I'm probably more of a keto cheater and you're probably, I'm assuming you're probably a uh, straight edge. <laughs> I am. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But it still, you know, still did the work for me yeah. and, you know, my blood work still comes out great. So, you know, and I, I love it and I'll take breaks every now and then, but sure. that's just the simplicity of it. Let's, let's hear your end and all the science behind it. And yeah, actually. So what you just described is definitely like a, what's considered to be a classic ketogenic diet. And, you know, I'm actually more of a favor in favor of a high protein keto diet. Huh. So a classic ketogenic diet was actually developed in the 1920s to treat childhood epilepsy. Yep. And so it's pretty incredible, not just, uh, the weight loss benefits of a state of ketosis, but the brain benefits of a state of ketosis. So like I mentioned to you, I felt incredible within two weeks. I was like, what kind of magic pill is this? And why yep, have I not heard here. of it? Which by the way, everybody go watch um, the magic pill. That's a fantastic documentary about keto. Oh. Um, so yeah, because I didn't realize what was actually happening. Like the mechanism behind it is that not only had I switched fuel sources for my digestion, I switched from burning sugar to burning fat, mm -hmm. but my brain switched fuel sources as well. So when your brain is running on ketones, it's a completely different experience and it's a cleaner form of energy and it's an unlimited source of energy. And so there's so many actual neurological benefits for people, including, you know, eliminating seizures, like, holy crap, just look at that. I mean, um, it, it helps with Alzheimer's. It helps with autism. It helps with depression and anxiety. So the more that we're studying this, it's really, really incredible. Yeah. Um, so it, it's been around for a very long time and it is safe. Um, so when you are trying to do a therapeutic ketogenic diet is actually what it's called. Mm -hmm. Um, you are chasing ketones for the purpose of a therapeutic medical reason, right? And so a lot of people are not doing it for that reason. Most people are probably approaching it for weight loss. And so you actually don't need to have a therapeutic level of ketones in your, um, blood or, or your breath or your urine in order to see the weight loss benefits yeah. as well. You can actually be in more of a light or mild state of ketosis. And, um, so a lot of people are afraid of protein because you mentioned, you know, a classic ketogenic is high fat, moderate protein and low carb. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I would agree with the low carb. When you restrict carbohydrates, your body will naturally get into a state of ketosis. Um, there's a lot of debate in the keto community about protein and what mm -hmm. happens because there's this process called gluconeogenesis. And that is your body's ability to actually convert protein into glucose. And so people are afraid oftentimes if I eat too much 
protein. My body is going to, yeah, yeah, it's going to kick me out of ketosis. My body's somehow going to like convert like too much steak into the equivalent of a cupcake. And, you know, that's just a really simplistic way to say it. Obviously that's, that's hyperbole, but I say that because people are truly afraid, you know, of what might happen if they consume too much protein. And I'm here to say that, like, I'm really glad that I started with Atkins because he actually did not put any limits on protein whatsoever. And so I'm really glad that I started with that because he would just say, if you're hungry, eat, eat, yeah. eat animal protein, unlimited amounts, eat to satiety of this. And that was one of the most attractive things to me about this way of eating was I don't have to restrict calories. I don't, if I'm hungry, there's something that I can eat. If I had already reached my carb limit for the day, I could still go make some scrambled eggs or, you know, have some chicken wings or whatever it might, might've been. Um, I was never kicked out of ketosis for having too much protein. Nowadays, we actually have the carnivore community who only eat animal protein and and of course the fat that is built in along with it. But there are just some interesting examples of like, how can that actually be true? But if you have too much protein, that it's actually going to kick you out of ketosis because so many carnivores, that's all they do is eat that and they're in a, in a state of ketosis. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's always about do what works for you, but I'm a big fan of actually higher protein, moderate fat low carb mm. for weight loss specifically. Oh, for weight loss. Okay. Specifically yep. for weight loss. Yeah. So in, in my, in my world, like personal training world, I get a lot of guys that are you know more bodybuilding and even clients come to me in general, just for muscle toning and all that. And they, they come with that old school mentality of like, you know, you need a one gram of protein per body weight. That is a lot. And I've, okay. you know, just in general, I've done maybe one, one gram per lean body weight, but mm-hmm. you know, dropped it down a little more and still held the size I wanted and everything it could grow. Yeah. And then when I started keto three years ago, you know, I'd see all that, Oh, it's gotta be real moderate, you know, and I bumped it up a little bit. Cause I, I knew I needed a little bit and I, I'd watch with my keto mojo if I'd got kicked out of ketosis and never did. Yeah. But what people don't know, uh, may not know is that on ketosis, it's so muscle sparing because of your, the system your body's using to, you know, use your fat that you even, even the amount of one gram per lean body weight, you don't even need that. You can drop it even a little bit lower. Um, but still, if you do like a traditional Google, like a keto calculator, it will put you real low on or mid-level on the protein. And I'm yeah. with you you can, it's okay to bump it up. Um, yeah. especially if you're, if you're using something like ketone strips or the keto mojo, you know, just watch it. You you'll know when you're in and out anyway. So. Yeah, definitely. Just for, you know, bare minimum health, recommendations like the there's an rda recommendation but that is like in order for you not to become diseased is the amount of protein that you actually need to be consuming but everything in our body is made up of protein and fat you know and so not just our bones people tend to think like oh yeah your bones are made up but like your brain cells you know every cell in your body um every metabolic process your hormones are made up of proteins everything is made up of proteins and so you need to be getting those nine essential amino acids from your dietary consumption on a daily basis in order to be feeling your best. And so as, as my minimum for the women that I work with, I say eat 30 grams of protein three times a day, or if you're only going to wind up eating, you know, twice a day, then do 45, but minimum of 90 grams per day is my minimum. I don't care what the RDA says. Mm -hmm. Um, but in terms of a maximum, I don't really think that there, there is one. I've never seen a woman like have a problem with eating too much protein quite. And I, you know, my audience is mainly women, but I think women have been kind of like taught to be afraid of animal protein or, um, you know, or just think they're going to build too much muscle. Exactly. That's the fight I always have. Yeah. Yes. 
But the, the biggest reasons why I love protein, aside from like the health benefits of it, is the appetite suppression quality of protein. And so when it comes to weight loss, the name of the game is appetite suppression. Wouldn't you rather be able to eat less naturally, like without even thinking about it. Like you don't have to stress out about your calories or measuring out your food or whatever it might be. But like, imagine the ability to eat to satiety and still lose weight. It's pretty incredible because when you are eating pure carbs, like, I don't know about you, but I could polish off an entire box of Cheez-Its, like literally no problem. Yeah. And there's no satiety to it whatsoever. And your brain is just like, high, right? It's like, keep going, give me more pleasure, more pleasure, more pleasure. Now a steak, like a ribeye is like so pleasurable as well. But at a certain point, your brain is like, I'm done. You could literally not eat another bite at a certain point. Your brain just tells you I'm fully satisfied because every food that you consume has a different chemical and hormonal response in your body. And so that's important. Like you're going to feel so satisfied. You're going to be full for hours because your body has to expend more energy breaking down protein than it does on fat and carbs. So, you know, you could be eating breakfast of like, you know, special K and orange juice. You're going to be hungry two hours later. Meanwhile, if you eat some bacon and eggs, you could be full for four, five, six hours. I eat my breakfast, which is kind of more like a breakfast lunch at 10 a.m. I don't eat again until 5 p.m. Because I'm eating enough food and enough protein that my body is literally not hungry for a full seven hours. So protein helps with satiety. And also you're naturally burning more calories because of what's called the thermic effect of food. Exactly. And so your body is burning about 25% of the calories that you consume through protein just to break it down. So you're not eating hundred calories of steak. You're eating 75 calories of steak. How incredible is that? So it's naturally you're burning probably another 400 calories per day just by being in ketosis. A lot of people don't realize that. And probably another 400 calories per day, just from prioritizing protein. Like it's amazing. And then the other, yeah, the other thing is, you know, if you're on a workout program is, you know, making sure you get that protein to build muscle, raise your BMR, and you're burning more calories while you sleep just from that, then exactly what the things you said, it's just, you're on, you're on a winning streak. You're just, you're dropping weight like crazy. Yes. It's it's a metabolic advantage. Absolutely. Um, Like a lot of my clients, even if they don't want to go on keto, I still try to push them to more of a Atkins low carb. But, you know, I just promote mostly, okay, well, at least give me this when you, when you're cooking stuff, you know, eat the protein first, eat your vegetables second, drink water while you're doing it. Cause that'll help too. And then if you really want something, then go ahead, but I promise you, they're going to be so yeah. full by the end of that. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good tactic. You know, a lot of people would call that the, the crowding out effect mm-hmm. or focusing on an approach goal instead of an avoid goal. So you're not yeah. avoiding the carbs. It's just that you're focusing, you're approaching the protein and fat first, and you'll probably naturally crowd out your desire for carbs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, then they'll see the results from that and be like, well, I mean, you want to take it to the next level. Now we got to pull that down to about 20 grams. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, so you were mentioning on the, on the keto diet, a therapeutic version, the weight loss one, um, for weight loss, you said to bump protein up higher, you know, I'm sure everyone's different and they can play around with the percentages, but do you have like a general percentage for that, that type, like 60% protein, 35% fat, and then the 20 grams of carbs or. I tend not to focus on percentages instead I'm more focused on um, grams. So usually what I do is I work with women um, using the app carb manager. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that one, but you could could also do something similar through my fitness pal or whatever you're Mm -hmm. doing um, and set up custom macros for yourself. And so instead of setting percentage wise, just focus on the actual grams is, is what I tell people to do. So 
I usually encourage set your calories to maintenance. And the reason why I say that is because of all of these metabolic advantages that we've just been talking about. You're naturally burning more calories in ketosis. You're naturally burning more calories from consuming protein. And so don't freak out about the fact that this app says you're going to maintain, you're not going to maintain, you're going to lose. Yeah. And so, but it can be really easy to, to like totally under consume calories. So don't do that. Don't eat 1200 calories oh, no. per day. Yeah. Like don't, don't be I thinking preach about that all the time. You're yes. both ends yeah. of the spectrum are going to, you're going to lose. Yep. So I say set your calories to maintenance. And then I actually recommend people to, to count total carbs. And the reason for that, and I, and I will interview them and ask kind of, you know, how they typically eat and how they want to be able to eat. But I find for people that are transitioning from a standard American diet to a ketogenic diet for weight loss, they probably are going to want to consume some of these keto products because they can be a really valuable transition tool. When you're craving real, real ice cream, you yeah. want to be able to go to the store and have like the keto enlightened or the rebel or whatever yeah, I've it been is. Doing that. Exactly. And get yourself through, you know, you want to be able to have some of those smart sweets gummies instead of having like real gummy bears or whatever it might be. And so I'm not knocking those things. I think that, um, you know, in moderation, they can be done. The reason why I say count total carbs instead of net carbs, if you're going to be consuming those things mm -hmm. is because those keto products are marketed to sell based on their net carb count. Yeah. And so they will drive up this fake fiber in those things ah. and fake fiber that's made in a lab is completely a different chemical and hormonal response. And it's also very inflammatory by the way, which that gets in the way of weight loss. Um, but it's a completely different response than the, than the fiber in vegetables and fruits. So the reason why we say net carbs deduct the fiber is because the fiber from natural whole foods is not impacting your blood sugar. It's not spiking your blood sugar, but the, the fake fiber in a lot of these products on the market, they are definitely going to spike your blood sugar gotcha. and they're going to inflame your body. And so in order to kind of keep that in check, I have my clients count total carbs. And I usually say, start at 50 total carbs when you're first starting out. Um, or if you truly are that person, that's like, I only eat real food. Like I have a client like that. Yeah. She's just like 70 years old. She's Italian. She doesn't eat crap. She cooks everything from scratch. She's counting net carbs. Just, just to give you an example, but for most of my clients, you know, set your calories to maintenance, set your max carbs to 50 total carbs per day, then focus on set your protein. So what I recommend is minimum 90, but usually what I say is, um, if you're five feet tall as a woman, start with hundred grams and then five more grams for each inch on top of that. So I'm five, seven, so mine is set to 135. So that's what I say. Set your max carbs, set your minimum protein goal, and then let fat fill in the rest. And yeah. so that that's usually what I recommend for people. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For myself, uh, you know, I'll do a keto calculator and it'll put me, you know, 20 grams carbs, um, whatever the fat ends up being. I can't remember the number. And then for protein, it puts me at like 120, 125. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me going with the mentality, you know, used to one gram per body weight, I'm 205. So I'm supposed to have 205. Then I'm like, you know what? I can get away with the lean body. So I'm like at 170, yeah. 165, 125 is a little bit low. So I'll bump that up by, you know, 20 grams. So, and I've been yeah. doing that and loving it. So it's kind of coincides with what you're saying too. Yeah. And we have different approaches because you're working, you know, specifically with a bodybuilding approach and I'm yeah. working with a fat loss approach. So exactly. the women that are coming to me are not trying to build muscle as much as they're trying to lose fat. Of course, you're recompositioning your body. So we do want to build muscle and yeah. lose fat at the same time. But usually what I tell women is I'm saying we're setting you at one gram of protein per pound of ideal body weight is what yeah. I'm focusing okay. on. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, uh, Jessica, um, thank you for being on our show. and. Um, 
for all our listeners listening, what's what's the best way to get a hold of you? Try out that program if they're interested. I'm sure you have a website, social media contacts. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm at theketofit.com and I have an inquiry form right there. If you're interested, I do a completely free curiosity call. So we'll get on the phone and I can tell you about the different offerings that I have. But also I just love to give free custom keto advice to people. Like truly, I just love to listen to your story and try to like, if nothing else, give you like at least one tip that you can take away from that and one new strategy to try because a lot of times women come to me and they're just so frustrated because what they were doing before all of a sudden stopped working. Right. And so that happens a lot. And then I can, I can point you in the the next right step, or I can listen and maybe like, what are you regularly eating? And I can just point out like a little pitfall, like, Oh, did you know that like Splenda packets have one carb per packet and you're eating like 10 a day, you might want to like liquid (laughs) sucralose instead. Like that's like, you know, it can be a game changer for some people. So I would love to just listen and give you some free keto advice as well. So yeah, just head on over to my website. You can read about my offerings. You can put in a form to do a a free call. And then also if you want to join the online course, again, that's at the ketofit.com slash mindset. And you can follow me on um, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. I'm at the keto fit and get in my DMS and we can just talk there as well. Awesome. And and to everybody, you know, I've done a lot of self-education and anyone can learn whatever they want on YouTube, Google, going to classes and everything, but God, it's so much easier just going to one source yeah. everything's listed beautifully and perfectly. So you don't deviate, you don't mess up. So yeah. that's kind of my pitch of why, like, you know, paying for certain courses for that. So you don't have to sit there and scavenge the earth for all this info. It's so true. Um, so for all our audience, they know, I always put all those links and everything in the description too. So I can just click on it and get to you, but uh, Jessica, thank you for your time and love having you on the show. And uh, for sure, I'll get you back on in uh, probably six months or so and see what, what you're doing. Thanks, Brad. I appreciate it. You got it.